And the response is great. Now, what are we going to do about it? And, and that, so it made me think of that because when you were telling your story about you and your kid and that how you told him what your best wasn't good enough, it's like, oh, you can't say that Cody, you can't say that to people. How like, you can't, that, de that destroys confidence. That's going to crush snowflakes. Like you can't do that. Like, but here's the thing. You can't do that. If the message is your best is limited. Yeah. You can do that. If you say, Hey, guess what? Nobody else is going to tell you this. School's not going to tell you this. You're not going to learn this anywhere else. But as your dad, I want you to understand that sometimes my best isn't good enough. And so I've got to look at and figure out what I can improve. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Joe Pomeroy here with me today. He is a best-selling author and family leadership coach. Um, Joe is also an entrepreneur and host of Forward with Joe Pomeroy. Uh, he is a family expert of bringing business into the family and, uh, and really going to help. We're going to talk about how to be better dads in this world and how to bring, um, you know, some of those skill sets that we learn outside of the family into the family to make it better. And uh, I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, it's both subjects are probably my two deepest diving subjects that I deal with in my life. And so to meld them together, I think uh, they're inseparable, to be honest with you. And so with that, welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks, Cody. Excited to be here. All right, cool, man. Well, hey, listen, I got to jump right in with you. And so I saw this on the bottom of your promotional material, and it said, save the family, save the world. Seriously. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I love that. It, it's because we look too often, we look outside of ourselves, and we see all the things that need to be fixed um, that are external to us. Maybe we come up with some kind of internal internal solution. But we need to break it down into smaller units, manageable units. I can't go out right now and give a speech in front of the UN and change the world and you know all that stuff. But what I can do is I can have a conversation in my home. I can be a leader in my home. I can be an example in my home. I can work to unite my family and to teach them the principles that are help, gonna help them to be useful and productive citizens and contributors to their community. And if I do that, if we all do that, and, and Cody, we don't even have to agree on the same thing. You can have different priorities that you're teaching your kids and what I'm teaching, but if we're all teaching good basic priorities and we're all involved in our own homes, then it makes it easier to knit together the fabric of society. Man, that is well said. Um, it's two things about that that kind of struck me. One, I was, I was literally coaching a baseball game last night and we were down five runs and my, one of the kids in the thing, ah, this is, we got to get five runs. We got to get one run, buddy one run. That's what you can't get five at a time. You got to get one. So we all got to contribute. We got to do these things. And so when we talk about 
you know, thinking about moving these glaciers, right? Like I, for me, uh, this podcast is my little way of doing something because if I can get, you know, a hundred families into this information, like I don't need to change the curriculum of all the schools to include the things that I want in it, but I can make a difference and I can dent it. Right. And I can, and, and I can see that. And like you said, it doesn't even matter that we have the same things to teach is that we have the intentions to make it better. Right. Yeah. And I love that. And, and you're absolutely right about intention. Now, now uh, I am of the opinion, there are better and healthier things. Actually, I'm going to take better back because I don't want to use that. I actually, I, through my journey, I learned that I was so focused on what was right and what was wrong that it equated to, am I a good enough dad? Am I a good enough entrepreneur? Uh, and even younger as a kid, oh, am I good enough student? Am I good enough? And always this question, not feeling good enough. And somewhere along the way, someone suggested, who decides what's good and what's bad? Like it's either healthy for you or it's not healthy. And so this, I, and I realized, oh, okay, well, this thought process, that's not healthy and not in align, not aligned with who I want to be. So, so I'll, I'll use healthy. Like I, I do believe that there are much healthier principles to be focused on in teaching and, but if we're all doing our best to live healthy lives, to be honest and have integrity, then the manner in which we teach those principles, it, it doesn't matter in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, I like to laugh about this thought, but I've read this book three different times in my life. And every time I read it, I, I see it, I read it differently, right? Like it means something different to me. So when you yeah. talk about, you know, am I, is, is what's better, right? It's your, per, it's your perspective. It's where you're standing at that time that you think that's better. But if I said to you, you know, does 20 year old Joe think he's doing better because he got a dollar raise from $8 to $9? Is he better off? And then you look and you say, Hey, 30 year old Joe, uh, I'm going to give you $9 an hour. You're like, are you crazy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's just, so who, when, when, what you're looking at the world to see it better is really from your paradigm and your, your vision of the, of the way that you're looking at the world. And for me, fortunately, I've had a lot of training around that subject. And I've realized that I was wrong a lot of the times that I thought things were better, you know, but it is, that's the intention. I think that's what important to me, because if we're trying to make the family a better, you know, we're trying to raise good kids, like, you know, I don't like, well, I'm just doing my best. That's the, that's the excuse of getting off. Right. I, I don't have to try any harder. I don't have to do anything's better, but I think if we're considerably trying to be, you know, better at things, then I think it works out that way. Yeah. And I think we convince ourselves that, well, I, I am doing my best, but my best it, to be, to be honest, Cody, my, my best changes day to day. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, I wake up and, and I'm like, okay, my best today is going to send the three emails I committed to send. And then I'm going to plop on the couch and cuddle with my three-year-old and watch Gabby clubhouse or whatever it is that she wants to watch. Um, but it's, it's also, even if we look at, okay, well, what's my actual best? When am I on fire? Well, my best now, uh, you know, as a 41 year old, we're talking about ages. So as a 41 year old now versus a 30 year old versus a 20 year old versus a 10 year old, the best, our best changes, but what makes it a lie, what gets us in a trap is when I say, this is my best and I can do no better, no matter what I try. That's the lie. That's the lie of a ceiling. And, it, and if anybody's looking for, for an impactful book, uh, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, is that there's some cliches that I hate, 
like no brainer that just triggers some bad MLM memories for me, <laughs> but, um, but so this literally was a life-changing mind changing book for me because it's the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And if we have a fixed mindset that says, you know what, this is just the best, this is who I am. This is the best dad I can be. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how hard I try. This is just who I am. This is my best. That's the cop out, right? Yep. That's the excuse. It lets, yeah. you off, it lets you off the hook to not to not do any better or not try any harder. Or sometimes, man, we don't do it right, right? Sometimes we mess up. And if you say, well, I just tried my best. Like you're just, you're not taking ownership of how to get like, okay, I screwed up. And like, what do I need to do now to make it better? Like, what, what can I do to fix these things? Like, you know, you, you can't go into the past. You're not going there. So it's like, but if you take ownership of it, that cop out will say, well, I tried my best, you know? And I'm like, sometimes my, I'll be honest with you, man. Sometimes my son will say that to me. So like, man, I tried my best. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it wasn't enough. Like, you just have to realize that. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, if what could you have done differently prior to this, that you would have, your best would have been better than it was. Or are you okay with being where you're at? Like you have to have that ownership to it. And if you don't own the feeling of like, well, you know, I tell them all the time. I'm like, we all, God gave us all different gifts. I'm like, some people can pick up, pick up music in 10 minutes, listen to it, sit down and play it. I was like, if you want to play it and you don't have that gift, it may take you three years to figure it out, but you can do it. Are you willing to make the sacrifices that take to do the thing that you want to do? And you have to realize those things with ownership of it. And you know, I think as, as dads, you know, cause that's kind of the subject that I wanted to talk to you about. And is that, yeah. you know, specifically, like if you don't have to be invincible to your kids, like you already are a lot of times in their eyes, you're already that way. And so if you don't show them that sometimes dad messes up too, then that puts an undue pressure into them that they don't, they don't have a way to cope with these, you know, when they mess up. You ever had your kids put you in timeout? <laughs> <I've>, uh, they've, <laughs> not, i'm serious i don't think they've successfully done it they've tried <laughs> i've uh they don't put me in time out on on their whims but i've had times where uh i responded poorly to something and th yeah. this is accountability so we think oh that's great in parenting but um this uh, in in business um there is oh shoot i'm spacing on what the book is it's um Oh, it's Outward Mindset by the Arbinger Institute. Uh, Outward Mindset. And they talk about, it's talking about the transformation of a high profile company. And they got a new CEO that came in there and he's talking to everybody on the board and no one on the board wanted to come in and admit fault for anything because that meant you were getting axed. Like, so everybody came in, everything's green. Everything in my area is green. Everything's great. Here's my reporting system. And he asked the question, he said, okay, are we getting the results that we want? Well, no. Okay, everybody's green, but we're not getting the results that we want. So let's get back to it. And then finally, somebody came in and, um, and I think it was for Ford. I think it was for Ford or GM in the early 2000s. Don't quote me on that though. And uh, so somebody comes in and finally, they, they were, something was had to be recalled. This is a big mess up. And the guy was like, well, I'm going to get fired anyway. So I'll just come in and, and own it. Like you talked about earlier. And he comes in and he shares and he owns it. And the response is great. Now, what are we going to do about it? And, and that, so it made me think of that because when you were telling your story about you and your kid and that how you told him, 
what your best wasn't good enough. It's like, oh, you can't say that Cody. You can't say that to people. How you can't, that, that destroys confidence. That's going to crush snowflakes. Like you can't do that. Like, but here's the thing. You can't do that. If the message is your best is limited. Yeah. You can do that. If you say, Hey, guess what? Nobody else is going to tell you this school's not going to tell you this. You're not going to learn this anywhere else. But as your dad, I want you to understand that sometimes my best isn't good enough. And so I've got to look at and figure out what I can improve. And as a, as a leader and employees, I'd go talk to employees and I'd come in and I'd say, Hey guys, I messed up. Like, here's where I thought we were going to take the marketing. And I thought it was going to have this sort of impact. We invested this amount of money. Didn't give us the return we were looking for, but here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to change that. Here's what we learned from it. And now let's move forward. And then gave everybody else permission to do their best. And if they didn't get the results they were looking for, that was okay because we just figure it out and we move forward. You know, failure is a much better teacher than success. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so my kids and I've heard, actually heard my, my kid, my, my son specifically repeat this to one of his friends. I heard it, my heart about exploded on my chest, but his, his buddy was trying to do something Kind of put Legos together and build something or whatever. And he was like, Oh, I'm so bad at this. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so this. And my son said, he said, man, you haven't failed unless you quit. He was like, but if you, uh, he goes, you just know a way not to do it. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like down the hallway and I was like, yes, he was like, you either did it right. Or you learned a way not to do it. And we just tried again, man. And that's time you're going to be better at it. And I was like, ah, oh. you know, and that's, and like I said, it kind of went back to it. Like, if you put me in the courtroom and you had a court reporter reading my words just a minute ago, we said, yeah, well, you're, you, did you tell your son, you know, his best just isn't good enough. And I'm like, it'd be like, man, but you got to get the context to what I'm talking about. What my encouragement to him is, is like, sometimes you're going to lose, man. And it's, you may have done everything at your power at that point. And if you want to, to, to go different, there were other inputs earlier that you could affect, but if not, sometimes you get beat, man. And I said, you yeah. got to get up and you got to, you got it. But what are you going to do about it? Like you said that that's one of my favorite lines. Like when people come complaining and I'm just like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Well, I don't know, but I, this is a problem. Do you know what Jimmy did? And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, okay, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> you know, like, let's what, it's just like, you can't dwell in those things and just get to own them, move forward. And then uh, to me in business, I was a very uncertain answer of questions. I always wanted to think about it. That was my answer all the time. And I read this book and, uh, and it said, um, traction by Gino Wickman. It's my favorite business book of all time. And, uh, in the book, it says more harm is done by indecision than wrong decisions. Mm. And it like, was like a stab in my heart. I was just like, Oh my God, this is me. Like I am the worst indecision person. And what I found was I went to that, like that, uh, Jim Carrey, yes, man movie where he had like say yes to everything. I took that, but I just answered everything. <laughs> I didn't say yes to everything, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to answer people when they ask me a question. No, no cop out. I'm going to try this for a month. I'm gonna, I just need to break this habit. And it was mind blowing what happened in my office because I had 110 employees at the time. And I was like the linchpin of everything. And I'm making decisions on like what brand of toilet paper we're buying and what, you know, like this like minuscule tiny decisions. And I'm like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me research it. Let me figure it out. And what I found was I was taking all these questions and I was carrying them around with me, like the, the monkey manager, right? The one minute monkey manager. I'm carrying all these monkeys on my back home. And I'm at home and I'm thinking about all these things that everybody asked me all day long. Two weeks later, I see the person who asked me the question. I'm like, hey, uh, I, you know where we were talking about this? And they look at me like, dude, we just went with the other thing. Like, why are you been? And I was carrying all this stuff around with me. 
And when I started answering questions and I told everybody I was going to do this, what I found was they weren't even asking me half the questions because they looked in my office and saw me with all this like weight, my furrowed brow typing away, like doing stuff. And they were like, Ooh, he's too busy. He's going to think about it. Not now, you know, type of deal. And it just unlocked all of this pressure on me. And then all of this pressure on them. Cause then I just made a decision. I'm like, look, if it doesn't affect the company more than $200 and it's in your department, make the decision. I don't care what it is. Don't ask, don't ask anybody else. You make it. And if I say, why did you make this decision? And you give me a reason, you're all fine. If you say, I don't know, <laughs> then we got, that's the, then we're going to have to talk about how to make decisions, but you know, and so if it was wrong decision, it's still fine. Just have a reason why you made the wrong decision. I love the business example because I mean, there's, there's so many ways to apply the principle from that to our families. And this is really what I coach people on. And this is really why I love being a men's coach and doing these different things for business-minded men is because we're good at business, but here's the thing. No one is a natural at anything. No, no one. I, I, uh, you know, you might have somebody that's inclined towards something and people say, I, people have said, well, okay, what about Michael Jordan cut from his high school team? Like had to work harder. Okay. Well, what about most missed more game winning shots than he took and then he, then he made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so you can't tell me anybody from sports cause it's just not true. People go, well, what about Mozart? I mean, at three years old, he's writing da, 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 da. And I said, so did somebody just put a pen in his hand and he started writing? No. Somebody introduced an instrument to him. Somebody started showing him things. He practiced, he, all the things that he did. No one is a natural. That's a lie. Everything comes from work. And, it, and I don't mean work as in, oh, you got to grind. You got to grind. I mean it in terms of, of uh, well, what we were talking about earlier, intention, being intentional, being intentional towards something. And um, so I think about it, think about it in business. I mean, how, how, how long do you go to school? When was your first, you know, you, you were talking earlier about you're going to be Marine or sorry, in our conversation before the call, yeah. you were talking about, you're going to be Marine biologist. And then you came across a financial book that was about compounding interest and things like that. And one thing led to another, well, one thing led to another that's time. And that was a time span of, of what, about six years, eight years, something like that. Yeah. Um, so imagine if we invested that amount of time in learning how to be good dads and better husbands, but we don't, we don't invest that time. We think people say, Oh, well, I wish there was a book on marriage. There is. And I'm not just talking the Bible. Like there's, there's books you've been studying for a decade in business. There's books that I continue to read as a business owner and entrepreneur. And I continue to learn these things. Guess what? All of that is a book on marriage. All of that is a book on parenting. If you understand the principles and there was, um, I was listening, you had a great episode. It was, uh, Rachel Richards was your guest. I want to say it money, was the money, two. the money, honey, I think is what it was. Money, money, honey. honey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Richards. And yeah. she talked about, so here's someone retired at age 27 and she was a money geek from junior high, but she talked about, even as she got older, a key moment for her was when she started tracking her income. I tell you, and it, when, you know, money talkers, when you're done listening to this, would go back and listen to that. I think it was like episode 230, something like that. Rachel Richards, it was awesome. She talked about key moment was when she started tracking her income. Well, that seems obvious, right? In business, we track metrics. In finances, we track metrics. 
as a dad, I do Ooh, metrics. What metrics do I track as a dad? So the problem is how, how do we apply these principles? I can go on and on about how principles uh, so how do, match. Yeah. So uh, let's, I want to, I want to dive into that because that just kind of struck a chord with me. Um, I, I believe that a lot of the business books that I've read have absolutely translated into my family life, you know, oh, yeah. like, first of all, but like I, uh, when you say tracking metrics as a dad, what do you mean by that? Well, so I have my 3d family framework yeah, and uh, 3ds discover, decide, do part of what we need to decide in the decide category thing is you need to decide your measurements. So what you want to track the measurement or metric you want to track as a father that's up to you, but that's going to be based on the vision that you're creating for your families. It's going to be based on the values that you want to establish in your home. It's going to be based on your why. That's all part of the discover phase. So when we get into measurements, that's the decide phase. That's a little bit more advanced, but we can absolutely address that here. So let me ask you, Cody, what areas do you see as a dad that you go, you know what? I'd like to do a little better there. Hmm put you on the spot. How about that? It's a good flip. <laughs> That's usually my tactic. <laughs> you know, uh, I think patience is, uh, is something that's consistent. I constantly have to work on, you know, it's one of those things like we talk about being trained to do good things. Like we've trained ourselves to get good at things. I think mm -hmm. sometimes we can train ourselves to get bad at things as well. And, uh, you know, I had being in the situation that I was in for as long as I was, uh, you know, patience wasn't, wasn't a valued, um, uh, you know, characteristic. It was a, it was a, it would have been actually a business killer for me. And so I determined not to have patience because I was balancing all those questions from people constantly. And so sometimes, you know, it's, it's something that I generally have to be conscious of because I've trained myself to be a green beret and not being patient. <laughs> you know it's like i don't you know i i need to sometimes i need to let them have the you know i, I need to not fix things for them right instantly like i i try i try my best to help them train to learn to fix things themselves but i have to be conscious of it because otherwise i don't got it okay so there we go this is an area we want to improve you want to improve on patience now there's there's different ways we can go about it. And in business, sometimes you want to establish the baseline, da, da, da. we don't have metrics or data to go back and look on. And we don't want to waste time over the next week for you to go, okay, well, on Monday, I lost my patience 11 times and Tuesday, it was only four. And, but all we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, one time, one time every day, you're going to be intentionally more patient in a situation where you might not be. And at the end of the day, all you're checking in with yourself is, did I, can I think of one time where I was intentionally more patient in a situation I would not have been in and you track it, get your spreadsheet, get your, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, there's, there's habit tracker apps for free that you can download for free, whatever it's going to be. And it's, I will be intentionally patient at, at least one time every day. You know, that's the same thing I was just talking about, though. You can train yourself one way or train yourself the other way and not beat yourself up. I think we talked about it a little bit in our pre-conversation, um, you know, where like, <clears throat> you know, with paradigms and the way you see the world, uh, part of the Stephen Covey portions of it is, you know, you've got this space between 
what happens to you, your reaction, and then what you do about it, right? Yep. And so there's this space that we control. And when you realize that you have the ability to do that, we beat ourselves up over our natural reactions to things. And I think it's very, very, very difficult to adjust the way that we naturally react to things. But if you're a person and you say, man, I wish I didn't get angry at this. I just beat myself up because I got angry. I got angry. I got angry. Mm -hmm. At some point you weren't angry anymore, right? Whether it's an hour, 10 minutes, you, you slept at night, right? You went to bed with an angry conversation, woke up in the morning, no anger. Okay, why can't you smoosh that down to 10 seconds if you control it and realize, okay, I got angry. Now I'm going to let it go. What am I going to do about it, right? That's where that phrase came from for me because I didn't want to spend, and there's also where the patience thing came from, right? Like I don't want to spend 20 minutes talking about a problem that takes three minutes to solve. Yeah. Right. Like, just give me the nuts and bolts. Like, build. I, you know, I think the phrase came out when I asked you the time. Don't build me the watch. Right. Just come with the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so <I> here's <laughs> here's the know? thing, Cody. Yeah. I'm just naturally an angry guy. I'm just not naturally patient. Yeah. We give ourselves these excuses, right? Yep. We give ourselves the excuses. Yep. It's it's you know what my dad had a temper problem. It's in my genes. Oh yep. BS. <laughs> it's it's such a load like come on man yeah. like i but that's owning it that goes back to the original conversation we had you have yeah. to own it because if you give yourself the you let yourself off the hook you don't have to work on it you don't yeah. have to get better at it you don't have to take a time and i wrote this down as you said that right you don't have to take a time to be intentionally patient because you just go i'm not a patient guy yeah yeah right and well, you're and off I'm, the hook and then, uh, and then it doesn't get better. And, and then you don't, ex you expect different results, right? At the very, very beginning of, of our conversation here and, and money talkers, you'll remember this. So we talked about intention, right? You hit on that. We, we stayed with that for a little bit. So I think sometimes uh, intention, intentional, I'm going to kind of use those in, in interchangeably here. So in business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to save up for retirement, if you want to build out a passive income, you have to be intentional. You have to ask yourself the questions in of what is it going to take to get me from where I am to where I want to be? We had to ask that question with you. You're like, oh, okay, well, how do we do measurements? How do, what kind of metrics do we do as a dad? Well, that depends, Cody. How do you want to grow? Where do you want to go? Yeah. And so we have to take the time to practice whatever it is. First, we have to ask the questions we need to so that we can become intentional. What do I want to be intentional at? What kind of dad do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be? And, and you know, you brought up Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind, yep. right? So we look back at that and say, okay, well, what then do I need to focus on? I need to improve my patience. I need to improve the tone in which I talk to my kids. You know what? I realize sometimes I get so caught up in work. I actually just had to, and it, this is where I talk about it's, it's always learning. So I coach this for a couple of years. I've been coaching this. And yet still, I realized a couple of weeks back, I was working later than I needed to be because I had a project I was putting together. I had some extra things I was doing. And so I like three, four weeks or sorry, not three, four days went by and I hadn't spent any one-on-one -on -one time. I've got three kids. I hadn't spent any one-on-one -on -one time with my kids. It was, all right, dad joins for dinner and we have a little bit of group time. But I kept saying, hey, the weekend, the weekend, you know what, we're going to have some one-on-one -on -one time in the weekend, the weekend came and I was under the weather 
And so I didn't spend any time with them. And I was like, man, what's going on? So I had to ask myself, well, is this in line with who I want to be? No, it's not. Is this in line with the vision that I've mapped out for my family? No, it's not. Is this in my family has, uh, we chose six specific values. These are our family values, the Pomeroy family values. And for like 40 bucks, we got to print it on this big old canvas thing at Costco and it hangs on our wall and we see it. And when we're teaching our kids, we'll say, okay, one of our values is to be good stewards. Are we doing that? You know, how does this, this choice fit into that? Well, so for me, no, it wasn't in line with my values. So I went and I told my kids and I said, hey, I'm going to spend one-on-one -on -one time with you doing something you want to do every day. And we talked about the night before. So the night before we're put in bed and I'll say to my oldest, all right, Taylor, what do you want to do with me tomorrow? She said, oh, well, I want to read a book with you. Okay, cool. I'm thinking we can probably do that right when you get home from school. Does that sound like a good time? Yes. Okay. It's in my calendar. Done. That's when we're doing it. Go to my son. All right, Connor. Go to, and even my three-year-old. All right, Ari, what do you want to do? Play dinosaurs. Okay. My little girl wants to play dinosaurs. Sweet. We're doing it. And, um, but it's, it's intentional. I mean, how many of us in business do we look at it? We don't, do we close out the day before we look at what's going on the next day? No, I always go through my calendar. Okay. What do I have going on tomorrow? What are my primary to do's? Let me put those in. So I make sure I remember them. Same thing with my kids. So I got you know, a little long-winded there. I got a <laughs> no, no, there. I'm just listening. I'm not, I mean, I know it's a podcast, so my nodding isn't really helping, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I am just sitting here nodding because, you know, uh, it, whenever I'm trying to help somebody in a counseling type of role or a coaching or any of those kinds of things, and they've asked me and like, first thing I ask them is, what are your goals? Yep. Right. What are your goals? And it's funny because I saw it somewhere and I stole it. So, but, uh, I saw it said where uh, the average person spends more time planning their vacation than their life. Right. And so yeah. where, what, if you, but we, but if you ask somebody like, what do you want? You know, they, they will have wants, but there's not goals because the goals have a plan to get to them. Right. There's a, there's an actual intention to them. It's not just a want. And so when I ask people what their goals are, you know, if let's say you ask somebody how much, you know, uh, I want to be rich. Okay. Well, what does rich mean to you? I want a million dollars. Okay. How long do you want until you get it? I want my company to make a million dollars revenue or, or bottom line, right? You gotta like, you gotta start specifying these things. And then they would say, I, I want to do a million dollars in revenue in a year. Okay, great. How much do you have to make today? You know, you say, okay, yeah. you know, if you want to do a million dollars, you need about $85,000 a month. You need $85,000 a month. There's four weeks. Let's just make it easy. We'll call it $21,000 a week. You got five working days. You need to make $4,250 today. And your company make $4,000 a day in revenue? No. Okay. How do we get you to $4,000 a day? Because every day you don't do $4,000, the other numbers get bigger and you have to do bigger, bigger, bigger. Do you want to run a team that takes, what time, what did your team look like when you're doing a million dollars on revenue? Do you have that team? <laughs> you know, and you just start breaking these things back down and it, it applies so easily to the family. Yeah. And we don't do it. We just, we just don't do it. And, and it's like, you know, it's a, such a great exercise. I'm just glad you brought it up because it's such a great exercise that I'm sitting here, you know, kind of shaking my head as well on this podcast, which isn't helping either, but I'm thinking that, you know, I haven't done this in a while and I want to go do this today. Right. I love take I, when there's something there and you, like you, you said, you like, I wasn't doing this and you, you owned it and you stuck to it and you said, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to do something about it right now. Right. That email that doesn't get sent doesn't matter about dinosaur time when you stack them up next to each other. 
Yeah. Or are you going to, you know, if, if I've got something scheduled on my calendar and, and I have an email I need to write and send, but I've got a call with a client, am I going to cancel the call with my client so I can finish the email? No. Like that's ridiculous, right? I'm going to do the call with my client. I'm going to spend the time with the client, be fully present with them. And then when I'm done, then I can get back to the email because it's having that priority. Yep. So, um, so but sticking, but that dinosaur time is even over the client in my mind, right? Because yeah. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to cancel the client for that reason because it's not a way to go to business. But like in, in five years from now, that call will not be as important to you as thinking back about that time you played dinosaurs with her. Right. 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 And you made a good point. You're not going to cancel because it, it, this is where I'll talk, uh, you know, I talk with people about treat your family like a business. And people say, oh, well, you can't run a family like a business. And it's okay. Then you don't know how to run a business. <laughs> like, You're going to get the court reporter. Did you say, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I got earlier, your best is not good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but here's the thing is, is business. Like what if you <laughs> run a family like a business in your intentionality, yeah. your effort, your passion, your commitment, all of that. I'm going to add one of those and I'm going to say schedule. Yes. Right? Because yeah. we don't do it. We say, oh, that can wait. It's not, you know, we'll, yeah, we're going to get to it. Like, oh, I just forgot to do that with you. Put things on your calendar, mark out some time. Like you just talked about with your kids, like what I'm going to take 15 minutes and the grand scheme of things, 15 minutes is nothing, but that 15 minutes is super important that if you say, I'm going to go do some one-on-one -on -one time and we get to do what you want to do, daughter, son, whatever it is. Right. And wife. wife yep. There's jinx. Right. So that's, uh, <laughs> That's, you know, that's, but that's, but you do that because we get in this, you know, hunter killer mentality in, the, in our entrepreneurship. And then we don't remember that's, we got to stop and breathe sometimes because it's not healthy. If you don't, it's good for you. And it's not just for them. It's for you too. Right. But mm -hmm. if we have some scheduling in there that you, you can add that into the business side of it, it's important because you need to make that time. And if you make the time, then you're, you're much more likely, especially if you write it down, you're much more likely to actually follow through with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I know we're getting low on time, but three things yeah. I really want to hit on. So I'm going to try to hit them fast. Yep. You talked about working backwards. So I mentioned, oh, and um, I show up for dinner and so there might be some money talkers out there that are going, well, cool, Joe, I don't even make for dinner. Well, guess what? Decide what time you want to have dinner and then work backwards from there. If I want to have dinner with my family at this time, then I need to be home by this time, or I need to shut off my computer by this time, or I need to leave the office at this time. And guess what? If you don't have control right now over when you're allowed to leave the office, you know, if you're working in the job, when you're building your business as a side hustle, whatever, that's fine. No, understand when you do leave your office and then plan from there. Say, hey, I really would like to eat at 530, but it's just not realistic. What if we do 615? But you have to be intentional. You have to make a plan from it. And you can't just assume that because I decide I'm going to have dinner with my family at XYZ time, that I can go about my day as normal and suddenly it's magically going to change. It doesn't. But I tried my best. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I, but that's what, that goes back to that same point, right? I tried my best, but it's like, but did you do this and that and this and that and this and that? Because this will give you a different result if you didn't like what my best got you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I tried so my best to make it a dinner. Didn't make it. <sighs> here's the thing. Your best is not good enough and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Your best as it is today is not good enough and that's okay. As long as you look at what can I do to improve my best tomorrow? What was the next? So I love that part. So if you make that time, make that time, right? And put it into mm -hmm. your business schedule like that. What, what were the other two? I want to hear the other two points. Totally brained it on it. 
<laughs> you started like, saying it you earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, you started saying it earlier, and then you went back to it, and I'm like, man, I don't even remember what the other two things were right now. <laughs> but uh, so you talked about bringing it back into the family, and so if you're going to schedule out a dinner, then you need to get that, like work backwards to it. That's mm -hmm. How do you do goal setting, right? And then um, it's got to be. Yeah, go sorry, ahead. let me. Sorry, the yeah. other thing is, I did want, I do want all of us to understand. Oh, now I remember the third thing. Okay, I do want all of us to understand that you're it's okay that your best isn't good enough and this is why we don't want to track metrics this is why we don't want to track uh why we avoid those meetings at work or those conversations with our spouse it comes down to when we think our best isn't good enough and it comes down to this lie that our best is has a limit on it has a cap on it so please understand everybody in this and look this takes effort i have to remind myself of this when I get down on myself and feeling like, oh, I should know better. I should know better. I teach this. I should know better. Stop shooting on yourself. All right. It doesn't help anybody. What you did is what you did and learn from it and go. So that's the second thing. Third thing. <laughs> Stop shooting on yourself is a great line. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot on yourself. Uh, this is family friendly. So everybody S H O U L D is what we're talking here. Um, all right. So the other thing is sometimes we don't move forward because we're not sure what questions to ask and whether that's in business, whether that's in family and health, whatever, we're not sure what questions to ask, or we've tried asking questions before and they haven't worked out. So this is, I'm going to give this to, to, to you, Cody, to all money talkers, go to my website forward with Joe, sorry, let me slow down forward with Joe.com slash money talkers. There will be an option on there to, it, it'll say like to apply to one-on-one -on -one coaching. You don't have to do the one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's a chance to set up a free discovery call with me. And we can talk specifically about what metrics you want to look at. This is pre-beard Joe too. This is pre-beard Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I need to update that. <laughs> My kids you know, want me to shave the beard because if they say it's smooth, my wife says no and he wins. So I, uh, I wanted to say one last thing on this, cause we've, we've kind of jumped on the subject of uh, both of us into it and talking about this concept of best. Mm -hmm. And I think where the fallacy is, is that is best compared to what, right? Are you comparing yourself to other dads on TV? Are you comparing yourselves to other dads that you have to see at work? Are you best is in, is a personal thing. And so the only comparison comes with, am I getting better internally? Am I getting better? Best isn't a concept of comparison to other people. And I think that's where the foul is like, well, I did my best. Well, but Jimmy's dad, you know, did this and Joe's dad did that. And Cody's dad did this. And it's like, why are you doing that? Just stop. You need to work on, can I get a little bit better at this? Can I, how, what can I do prior to this that got me to the situation that my best isn't good enough. Right. And then you start to work those things out and say, okay, now what am I going to do about it? And you yeah. start to work at it and you get a little, you, you compare yourself to get better every day. And that's, you're, you're going to find yourself breaking your own best that way. I love it. Yeah. And as a, as a teaser to, to the listeners, um, comparison is I had something I wanted to share about comparison for the high impact conversation. So, all right. I like that. You're, oh, yeah, you're, that's you're, perfect. you're a true professional podcaster. So I like that <laughs> <laughs> Just stick around for tomorrow. All right, <laughs> Joe, wasn't, thank you so wasn't much. Planned. Look, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Pump Money Talkers with me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, head to forward with joe.com forward slash money talkers. Um, you know, there's, 
if you want to find out more about how to how to run your family like a business or how to treat your family like a business, but now nah, it's uh, kind of a little <laughs> tongue in cheek bit about it, but the, uh, the 3d uh, framework, family framework is on there as well. And so um, thanks again for coming on money talks with me. Happy to. Thanks Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker